Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, well, an uh, article in Grunge today, uh, or actually yesterday, excuse me, by William Kennedy, uh, was had interviewed a person who is, is a body language expert, and basically there seems to be no deception uh, with regard to uh, David Grush, who testified before the uh, House Committee on, the House Oversight Committee on uh, Wednesday. And anyway, I'm going to read some of this article here. Uh, it says, uh, in July 2023, the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee heard testimony from retired Air Force officer David Grush, a one-time military intelligence officer who claims to have insider information on a decades-old top-secret Pentagon program related to UFOs or unidentified flying objects, now commonly referred to as UAPs, should be just UAP, or unidentified aerial phenomenon, should be unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Uh, included in Grush's testimony were shocking allegations about what the Pentagon knows about possible extraterrestrial life visiting the Earth and how long they've known it. Grush also alleged that uh, the Pentagon has been involved in UAP crash recovery for decades. He also said uh, he also said it, it is reverse engineering technology found in the debris via behind-the-scenes shuffling of money to ensure it never has to face congressional scrutiny, CBS News reports. When asked by lawmakers how far parts of the U.S. government had gone to conceal this information, Grush declined to comment, though he did imply threats of retaliation were significant, according to NPR. Grush also was, was flanked by two fighter pilots who also testified about their own UAP encounters. News of possible alien life visiting Earth and potential government cover-up is greeted with equal parts interest and skepticism, and much of what Grush and the two former pilots told lawmakers raised as many questions as it provided answers. But according to body language expert Jess Ponce III, co-author of Odd Awesome, Seven Keys to Unlocking the Speaker Within, speaking exclusively with Grunge News from his opening statement, Grush delivered his words with vigor and conviction. I just want to stop there for a second. These people who are body language experts, I, I, I actually check out, there's a YouTube channel called The Behavior Panel, and sometimes I check it out. It's a pretty popular channel. They almost have a million subscribers on YouTube, and it's these four experts who know how to read body language, and they all give their opinions on different people who are accused of crimes, things like that. Sometimes they talk about uh, even people in the UFO uh, sub, in, this, in the UFO communities, like people like Bob Lazar, uh, and I, this guy here, Jess Ponce III, told Grunge News that while giving his opening remarks to the House Oversight Subcommittee, Grush seemed very proud to be making this statement and truly believed what he was reading. After examining Grush's opening remarks, Ponce III found no conflict in his body language. Rather, he is focused on his words, Ponce III said. There is enthusiasm in his voice and a subtle excitement in his cadence. He's eager to speak. So basically, it doesn't seem like there's any deception going on here with uh, relate, related to Grush. Uh, there does seem later on, he talks about uh, how some of the things that Grush was talking about later on seemed like it was he was coached. Uh, but uh, I think that's, you know, that's pretty much normal, I believe, uh, for these kind of hearings. I mean, you're going to want to be practiced up a little bit on how you're going to uh, relay certain kind of information when you're testifying under oath. So I don't see that that's an issue. And I don't see, it doesn't seem like Ponce the third here thinks it's an issue either. Anyway, we'll continue looking at this article. It says, as well as alleged UAP cra crash, reco uh, crash recovery, NPR reports Grush said the government has found non-human biologics in some cases and that parts of the United States government have known about non-human or extraterrestrial life since at least the 1930s, adding credence to Grush's testimony. In 2019, he was involved in two government inquiries uh, to, re 
into reported UAP phenomenon. When Grush asked for access to information about the Pentagon's UAP wreck recovery, which he called a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program per CBS News, his requests were denied. But since agreeing to come forward, he, along with others investigating the matter, have been exposed to what was, in his words, administrative terrorism. Let me just stop there for a second. Now, somebody asked me about this in, in uh, the podcast uh, in Spotify, in the questions under Spotify. Somebody had brought this up, asked what, what was, because that was at the uh, 1-18-04 moment where Grush was talking about administrative terrorism. And basically that, what Grush was talking about during that section of the hearing is that uh, people are apparently getting threatened behind the scenes. Uh, I guess only time will tell uh, if if this is true or not. Uh, but a lot of people suspect that over 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 the years that this this thing has happened. Uh, we don't know what Grush has been told uh, with regard to this. Uh, hopefully he he's going to relay some of this information in closed meetings and skiff in a skiff with these uh, some of these Congress people, and we're going to get into that in a minute, actually. Uh, as reported by NPR, Grush said the tactics used were very brutal, brutal and very unfortunate and hurt me both professionally and personally. He stopped short of alleging murder but said he could only answer questions in a sensitive compartmented information facility or SCIF, a heavily fortified space where highly classified government information is discussed per the Washington Post. Now, let me just stop there for a second. There was allegations of pe- he's heard before. He said in interviews before that he did hear that people were murdered. It just wasn't mentioned in this uh he didn't say it there. He said he needs to talk about that in secret with these people. Uh, <clears throat> continuing here, it says, When pressed on the matter of risk for coming forward with UAP-related allegations, body expert Ponce III told Grunge that Grush seemed very appropriate in what he says and does not say and that you can see that he has, that he has been coached. Grush provides very little detail as to how he and others have been targeted, but Ponce III noted he did not he did use the word brutal, which is a strong characterization, and his expression and use of pause reinforced this sentiment. So again, there's not really seeing any sort of deception here, maybe some coaching, and that's about it. As far as personal knowledge of people who have been harmed in an alleged cover-up, Ponce III noted Grush simply replied yes. That response hung in the courtroom for what felt like minutes, the body language expert said. Simple and direct. That statement said quite a lot. He was appropriate, concise, and certain in delivering this one-word response. It was then followed up by personally, emphasizing that he has information no one else might have. But when asked if anyone had been murdered, Ponce III noted that Grush again noted he had to direct that question to the authorities. Former Navy pilot Ryan Graves, who claimed to have seen evidence of UAP, also told the subcommittee, I urge us to put aside stigma and address the security and safety issue this topic represents. If UAP are foreign drones, it is an urgent national security problem. If it is something else, it is an issue for science. The American people deserve to know what is happening in our skies. It is long overdue. So there's that. Okay, now, uh, yeah, again... These people, these experts, uh, these body language experts, they're, they're pretty good at what they do, uh, I think. Um, I mean, are they right all the time? No. But uh, um, this guy here is saying that uh, Grush is, there's no deception. He's not seeing any deception other than some coaching before going in there. But that's, you know, Grush believes everything he's saying. Um, so I know a lot of people out there say they don't believe in him, but you have... A uh, body language expert here saying, well, I, he doesn't see anything really out of the ordinary. So I think that's something to uh, think about. Uh, but anyway, um, now there was a letter from 
uh, Tim Burchette that he has sent to Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House. Uh, and uh, this is what it says in this letter. It says, uh, yesterday, under oath and before the House... This was a letter that he sent uh, the day after, on Thursday. Yesterday, under oath and before the House Oversight Oversight and Accountability Committee, Mr. David Grush, an Air Force veteran and 14-year intelligence officer, testified that the Pentagon has been keeping Congress in the dark concerning unidentified anomalous phenomena, or UAP. Historically, UAP have been called by other names, UFOs in particular, but despite the changing alphabet soup, our concern and the concern of our constituents remain constant. Mr. Speaker, we ask that you immediately establish a select committee outside the jurisdiction of any standing committee and with subpoena authority to go out with the task of collecting information from the Pentagon and elsewhere for the benefit of the public and to discharge our constitutional, legislative, and oversight roles. Let me just stop there for a second. Now, this is this would be good. If this were to happen, they uh, have a select committee where they could actually subpoena people, that's the, now we're getting somewhere. I mean, can you imagine? Imagine them. You know who? One of the people I think they would be subpoena. At least two of the people would probably be uh, the, the Eric Will, Doctor Eric Wilson, and or excuse me, actor Eric Davis and uh, Admiral Thomas Wilson. Of you know the two who played the part in the famous uh, Wilson Davis memo. Uh, those notes that were taken by Eric Davis back in the early two thousands uh, with Admiral Wilson, who said he was in contact with the gatekeepers uh, who told him that he has no business, that, he can, that he, they're not going to read him in on the program. He basically was told that, yeah, there is a recovered craft, and, uh, and, and, but he, he's not going to be part of that. Uh, he can't be part of that. And, and then when uh, Wilson was upset about that, he went to his higher-ups, and uh, they told him that if you don't stay away from this, you know, you, you'll, you'll lose your... Uh, you'll lose your position. You know they threatened him basically. So it would be nice to get someone like him uh, in front of the Congress. You know, in a setting like uh, what we saw the other day. Uh, anyway, continuing with this letter, it says uh, this issue is much bigger than the news cycle. It represents a confluence of concerning governmental actions that indicates a lack of fortrightness on the part of the Pentagon and intelligence community. No governmental program, no matter how sensitive, can be outside the view of Congress, and yet. The executive branch routinely redacts and entirely withholds information in other domains that we are entitled to and is doing so here. By establishing a select committee to investigate the United States government's response to UAP, the 118th Congress will have an opportunity to work through more significant issues of government oversight, including lack of budget transparency, overclassification, and unwillingness to respond to congressional oversight on a discrete issue that is readily readily understandable by the public and which is of grave concern to our nation yes so that's another good step by tim burchett he keeps uh he seems to be one of probably the most serious person right now in the congress i mean there's a few of his colleagues are are with him but he's been making the most uh the most strongest statements uh recently uh now we did have some other things from some of his colleagues uh representative luna uh, for instance uh is one of the people who are in Congress, who is pushing this? But and we have some people in the Senate too, like Kirsten Gillibrand, as well as uh, Senator uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Uh, surprisingly, so it, it does seem like uh, things are happening in, in Congress. Although now I did in my recent podcast, the one before this one, I was talking about how the mainstream media pretty much. I was I was disappointed. Now there were, I mean, I did say though during that. I want to point out there were some. Uh, some outlets that pro- that provided some decent coverage of it. Uh, for instance, News Nation has been doing a, a good job at this for the most part. 
uh, I think, since for, for months now, as well as uh, I saw, I thought CBS News did a pretty good job. Uh, I still have an issue when some of them actually get acronyms wrong. I mean, that to me is just... Uh, there's a, to me, it feels like a lack of integrity. They don't really care about it. It's, they're not taking it seriously. When, you, when you're getting acronyms wrong, when you're not updating the language that's being used in the, in the government, then you're not really doing your job. So that's one of the issues I had uh, with that kind of stuff. And, and the other thing is I want to point out, you know, sometimes I say stuff I use, I be, you know, when I do these podcasts, I, I think about what I'm going to do before I do it. And then I just let it fly when I sit down and turn the camera on. And, uh, and I just, I, I want it to be that way. I want it, I want it, I, you know, sometimes I'll write things up and, and do it that way, like read a statement or something that I prepare beforehand, but not usually. Uh, I, I think it's important to talk this way, the way I do talk, the way I present it. And I know I use some strong words sometimes against people, but, you know, when I, when I read articles from, uh, debunkers, people who aren't serious and they're writing for major publications like Forbes, I, you know, I, I'm letting it fly. Like I said months and months and months ago, like the gloves are off. I'm I'm not no more Mr. Nice Guy. I mean, these people uh, uh, who are com- completely against this for some reason, they denounce it. They make fun of it. They make people who are interested in getting to the bottom of this uh uh, cover up, right? They make us look like we're crazy. So that's why I talk the way I do about them, those people, because I think that, you know, it, you have to fight fire with fire sometimes. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm sick of it. I know that there's something going on, as, as does a lot of people who uh, are interested in this subject and have studied it or experienced things themselves. So that's why sometimes uh, I talk the way I do. Um, and I just, think it's the only i think that's how we have to be at this point i mean there's there's no more games as far as i'm concerned right it's time to take the gloves off and just say right out that you're you're the one anybody who stands in the way of this the debunkers and they're going to make fun of us and call us uh uh, make us look like we're stupid or silly or things like that or or bunch us up with a bunch of other bunch us up into a a bunch of other uh uh, conspiracies and and make us sound like a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists well that's not i'm not going to for that so i'm going to call these people dopes and dummies and idiots and morons and and i don't care i don't care what anybody thinks and i don't care what anybody says that's just the way i'm going to handle it um anyway there was something here from uh dr sean kirkpatrick he he had a a a statement that he uh provided uh to the uh, after the after in the aftermath of that hearing on Wednesday, Sean Kirkpatrick uh, has released a statement, and I thought it was in, be uh, interesting to go through it. Here we go. Here it says, uh, "Let me begin by saying that the following are my own personal observations and opinions, which do not necessarily represent the official DOD." or intelligence community positions. Yesterday, the Subcommittee on National Security, the Border and Foreign Affairs held an open hearing on UAP during which a government cover-up of extraterrestrials was alleged. I wholeheartedly applaud congressional efforts to get to the truth about what UAP are and the risks to both pilot safety and national security. I am absolutely committed to transparency on both the historical mission and the operational mission. As the director of Arrow's amazingly talented, devoted, and highly motivated team, however, I cannot let yesterday's hearing pass without sharing how insulting it was to the officers of the Department of Defense and Intelligence community who chose to join Arrow, many with not unreasonable anxieties about the career risks this would entail, that have been working diligently, tires, tires, 
uh, tirelessly and often in the face of harassment and animosity to satisfy their congressionally mandated mission. They are truth seekers, as am I, but you certainly would not get that impression from yesterday's hearing. Arrow was established by law to investigate the allegations and assertions presented in yesterday's hearing. Allegations by its witnesses of retaliation to include physical assault and hints of murder are extraordinarily serious, which is why law enforcement is a critical member of the Arrow team, specifically to address and take swift action should anyone come forward with such claims. Yet, contrary to assertions made in the hearing, the central source of those allegations has refused has refused to speak with Arrow. Furthermore, some information reportedly provided to Congress has not been provided to Arrow, raising additional questions about the true commitment to tr transparency by some congressional elements. So basically what he's saying here is that uh, I, the central uh, source of that hearing, he's saying that Grush has not uh, has been refusing to speak with them. And also he's saying that Congress has not provided Arrow uh, uh, some information, apparently. Now, <laughs> a lot of people are saying in the UFO community that this is false. Uh, now, Sean Kirkpatrick is saying that, it, no, this is how it is. Now, uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but maybe there's, if, if Grush is not providing information to Arrow for some reason, if he has refused, then there must be a reason for that. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the Title 10 or the, remember, actually there's a, a difference in the kind of information that Arrow could get uh, with, uh, with relate, relating, relating to classified material. There's like Title 10 access, which Arrow has, but it doesn't have Title 50. Uh, so that's more uh, highly classified, more sensitive information that uh, in the Title 50 uh, category. So is that the reason why Grush has not... Uh, been uh, talking with Arrow? We we just don't know. I guess we need to find out. But uh, a lot of people have felt in the UFO community that uh, Sean Kirkpatrick has been lying sometimes to Congress. But uh, I maybe maybe what might be happening here is that he hasn't received all the information too that he that Arrow needs because the Department of Defense isn't is withholding it from Arrow because they don't have the Title Fifty authority. That could have something to do with that. We really don't know. But whatever the case. Right, whether Kirkpatrick is lying or whether whether Grush is uh, refusing for, for reasons related to Title Ten, Title Fifty, I, we just don't know. This needs to be investigated. So I don't know what to say about this. Right, other than it needs, we need to get more uh, investigation uh, into this before uh, anybody can really say anything. Because I don't know what to say about it. But anyway, I'll read the rest of his uh, his comment here. Um, he says the subcommittee whose question. Questions and oversight duties are irreproachable and in genuine need of answers has never asked Arrow for an update on the reporting system, the historical review, the operations, and the S&T strategy that Arrow leads and is undertaking. A rational person watching the hearing might reasonably assume that both the witnesses and the members had an understanding of the department's and the intelligence community's progress since the establishment of Arrow around this time last year, only naturally leading them to conclude that Arrow has been ineffective, non-transparent, and delinquent in its legislative mission. Arrow briefs the defense and intel committees regularly, and since the nas last National Defense Authorization Act, the Homeland Defense, S&T, and several other committees as well. I am deeply disappointed with the denigration of Arrow's dedicated men and women hailing from the Department of Defense, Intelligence Community, and civil partners who are pouring their hearts out 
working this issue on the behalf of Congress. Arrow has the authorities and resources necessary to execute this mission to meet congressional intent, and as we've stated before, Arrow welcomes anyone with knowledge of any of these allegations or programs to talk to us in a safe, secure, and appropriately cleared environment. Rest assured, Arrow will follow the data wherever it leads. Finally, to be clear, Arrow has yet to find any credible evidence to support the allegations of any reverse engineering program for non-human and technology. Also, to be clear, none of the whistleblowers from yesterday's hearing ever worked for Arrow or was ever a representative to Arrow, contrary to statements made in testimony and in the media. Uh, well, I don't know what he's talking about there, but, uh, you know, here, here's the thing. Something funny is going on here. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, again, I always say this. when the Pentag You can't trust the Pentagon when it comes to UFOs. You just can't trust them when it comes to UFOs. You just can't. How can anybody trust them after all these years? They've been covering it up for decades, for 70-plus years now. How can anybody trust them? So I, I, I just don't know about this. Now, he's st standing up for them here. Kirkpatrick standing up for everything that's been going on with Arrow and everything, but it's, it's not good enough because they, they should have been able to get to the bottom of this already. And no matter what he's saying here, no matter what's true or not true with regards to Grush not talking to him or people in Congress not working with him, whatever the case, right? It's still not enough. I mean, they had that hearing. Uh, we had that hearing with Kirkpatrick, and they don't have, he's saying they don't have anything. There were people that have met with them. But they, according to him, as far as he's concerned, that's not credible evidence. So I guess the problem for, for Kirkpatrick, apparently, is that he hasn't been given anything that's credible. I mean, none of the testimony is in his mind is credible from people who were working in these programs that have met with Arrow that we, we, we know about. So how is that not credible? I guess to him, credible means actually seeing the materials himself. That's what it must mean. I, I can't figure out uh, otherwise. Uh, I mean, I, what's going on here? We need, uh, something needs to be uh, fixed with this whole issue with Arrow and, and the Congress and, and some of the whistleblowers. There needs to be some more action here. I don't know what, what needs to be done, but this is unacceptable. Um, again, we keep getting this. We keep getting these same statements. You know, this is from Arrow or from Susan Gove with the Department of Defense, right? Uh, no cre credible evidence to support the allegations of reverse engineering program for non-human technology. To me, that's an outright lie. I mean, I mean, I know this, it's coming from the Department of Defense, not just the arrow has not been presented with this information, but some people within the Department of Defense certainly know about this. That's why it feels like a giant lie. And just because perhaps Sean Kirkpatrick hasn't been presented with the un, un, uh, undeniable you know, proof in the form of a, a recovered craft or, or, or dead alien body, right, just because he hasn't been shown those things personally, right, well, that's too bad. I mean, you did have people talking to them, obviously, telling them things, and that he, he doesn't think that's that's not credible, according to him, or the Department of Defense. But at the same time, the Department of Defense has never been credible on this. You, you, you start back with the Roswell incident. They've just never been credible. They've never been credible, ever. They've never been credible. They, they, they talk about not seeing credible evidence. They've been lying all these years. They just don't want to admit it. They just need to get this monkey off their back somehow and just, you know, this is... Yeah, okay, you know what? We, 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 we've been lying. You know, it, it started way back when. It started in 1947. Yep, we've been lying. Here it is. That's what they need to do. Yeah, of course, there's going to be a lot of people upset, but they're already there's people right now who are upset. What about the people who already uh, know about this or people who suspected it uh, for a long time? Right? There's a lot of people out there who already know that there have to, ha has to be these recovery, uh, there are crash retrieval programs, most certainly. Anybody who studied the Roswell incident would know for a fact that this is, there's definitely been, uh, the government's definitely been hiding things. There's just no question. There's too many witnesses, too many witnesses. 
And that was just that that was just one case, right? There's been multiple other cases talked about over the years, but the Roswell case stands out to me because it, because at that point, I don't think that the United States government was prepared and they had to do a lot of backtracking. They actually admitted the truth at first. They did co- recover a flying saucer within like four or five hours. They changed their tune and said, no, 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 just a balloon, just a balloon. But then all these years later, you had Jesse Marcel and all these other people that were in the army, deathbed confessions, right? If people don't know, I see again. I have a problem with the, with the main. The, my problem with the mainstream media is that they always say that there's no evidence. But you, you go and you you look at all the people that uh, were involved in Roswell who, who who talked about this, who provided testimony. Some of them uh, uh, signed affidavits, like the uh, Walter Hout. Uh, some people provided deathbed confessions. Right? There's just so many witnesses to it. Right? It, it happened, and the Air Force. Uh, and had never had anything in response really except junk talking about dummies falling from the sky in the 50s and things like that so how could anybody trust them when it comes to this stuff and then you have him saying that they have no credible evidence and there is credible evidence what about the witnesses that have already been talking with arrow there's definitely some witnesses that have talked to arrow that provided evidence what about robert solace so that was incredible the 1967 mount monstrum incident where a uh, flying saucer showed up and shut down the nuclear weapons that was that's not credible he's been talking about this for years along with other witnesses i mean this is how could that not be credible i mean do you just think they're lying does that make them that makes oh i guess it's not credible robert solace said it uh, so who cares about who's he you know yeah not credible to me well it's unfortunate but uh what it seems like what's going on here to me is that the control group is keeping this stuff from arrow and then uh, kirk patrick is feels compelled to say we still have no credible evidence credible evidence to him has to be documentation that shows uh the, the details how something was recovered pictures you know fi- film video actual craft actual bodies things like that that's what he needs apparently uh before he can consider anything credible the words of people the test the testimony from people is not going to be can uh, be considered credible in his eyes anyway i don't that, that's all i really have to say about that it's it's confusing it, it uh yeah I, I a lot of us were hoping that arrow was going to uh uh bring us to the promised land but they really haven't and they've been uh to say that people who have been testified talking with them are not credible i mean i just don't know what to say about that so you're gonna again let's talk about robert solace again how could that not be credible how how could that not be credible i mean this guy's been talking about this for years i mean it's and there's other witnesses too along with uh solace so how's that not credible to me i don't know but that's how uh, Kirkpatrick sees it. Credible evidence to him is going to be something that i don't think that the the secret control group's going to allow arrow to see so that's how I feel about it anyway. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. Until next time.